0: Nation brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton
1: and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play back in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Final day of March, Jerem.
2: I am stoked uh, that we are almost April because that means the Final Four. That means men's volleyball is heating up. That means Major League Baseball starts tomorrow, which is very exciting as well. And, and uh, I, I am stoked about this too. I saw something really funny on uh, Twitter yesterday that made me laugh. So, uh, obviously, tis the season for transfers. We'll get into that with BYU uh, basketball. But uh, Scott Gerrard, uh, you know, voice of the Aggies and radio host of Salt Lake, friend of the program, he a couple years ago created a template for transfers to use when they, uh, you know, submit publicly on social. Hey, this is what I'm doing. So it says the following, insert school mascot, nation. (laughs) I cannot thank you enough for these past insert number of years attended, years, here at Insert University's name. I would like to thank coach, insert head coach's last name, and his staff for taking a chance on me and helping me develop as a player and a man. I will always be grateful to the fans here at Insert Full University name, who welcomed me with open arms. I will always be a, insert mascot, at heart. With that being said, and this was used by Colby Lee, actually, with that being Uh said, after consulting with my family and spending much time in prayer, I've decided to enter the transfer portal. Please respect my decision. There will be no interviews at this time. Much love. Insert your name and number. Insert random Bible verse. (laughs) (laughs) It is funny how close that actually. For
1: every single player that enters the transfer portal.
2: Yes, and there are more. Uh, from BYU Happening. We'll get to that in a moment.
1: When is your letter going to be ready?
2: I ain't transferred. I've been here since 05.
1: That's good. Okay. <laughs>
2: I've been in this building. Well, this building didn't have, I've been with BYU since 06, but uh, at, at uh, BYU in 05.
1: Didn't you just pass your 15-year anniversary?
2: On-air anniversary was yesterday. Yeah. Wow. I did a so- I, uh, sideline of softball game back in 06. Um, Jody Norton was the analyst, I believe. I interviewed Chris Hoke during the game. Because
1: was Chris Hulk playing for BYU back then? No, (laughs) I kid. I kid.
2: Chris, uh, Chris's niece is Jody, so and Jody was our best player. So it was was a fun time. I was like, I'm interviewing Chris Hulk. This is 15 years ago. Yeah, and 20. That was 20 pounds ago as well for me.
1: Believe it or not, (laughs) about half of that time frame we've been doing BYU Sports Nation.
2: Yeah, that's gnarly. Yeah, no one said we could do it. You know, shout out to all the haters. (laughs) <laughs> no one said anything. No, yeah. one cared. no one cared.
1: The hater letter right there with the transfer yeah. letter. Yeah, exactly. Here's your show lineup. Zach Wilson tells us his toughest critic from Pro Day and for his football game in general. And what does he think about playing for the New York Jets and or San Francisco 49ers. Plus, the impact of the best locker room in America with four transfers now in the works. Much more on that to come. And Abby Staten of 12th Rank BYU Gymnastics previews regionals and the pressure that goes right along with it. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines.
2: Men's basketball players Colby Lee and Wyatt Lowell add their names to the transfer portal. averaged 3.7 points per game this season. Lowell played in seven games before an Achilles tear averaging two points a game. They joined Connor Harding and Jesse Wade in the portal. We'll discuss if this is a concern and uh, what the roster looks like coming up from West Trinic.
1: Number 14 ranked BYU women's volleyball sweeps Santa Clara in straight sets. The Cougars now within one win of an outright West Coast Conference title. Freshman outside hitter Aaron Livingston had 10 kills. Taylon Ballard Nixon, 8 kills. Hit 467. Whitney Bauer did everything thing with 25 assists and 8 digs. Jerem with a win over Santa Clara today. They can win their sixth West Coast Conference title in seven years. Jerem Jordan, Amy Gantt on the call. Three Eastern on the BYU TV app.
2: Women's soccer drops from 16 to 17 in the coaches poll. Plays at number nine Santa Clara. This is a non-conference match. 10 Eastern tonight on BYU Radio 107.9 FM and the BYU Cougars app.
1: Arissa Paulson becomes the first West Coast Conference player to win both WCC player and and Pitcher of the Week. She's making history in three appearances. She had an ERA of 1.43, complete game shutout against Southern Utah. As a hitter, 6 for 12, four runs batted in, including a three-run home run against Stanford. It's getting it done on both sides of the plate. Next matchup for softball will be against number 21 Baylor, Friday, 3 Eastern, also on the BYU TV app. All rise and shout. It's time for what's trending.
0: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation.
1: Transfer Nation hits back at BYU. Four different BYU men's basketball players have now said they are entering the transfer portal, including Connor Harding, Wyatt Lowell, Colby Lee, and Jesse Wade. Jeremy. Best locker room in America, taking a hit. What type of concern is there now with four players entering the transfer portal and leaving BYU basketball?
2: Well, um, let's talk about the hit, or if it is a hit. Um, I like these guys, and uh, let's talk. So there's the locker room and the chemistry and that, but then there's also the production. To me, those are two different things, Um, although one leads to the other. Um, these are these are guys that certainly were invested and, and were, were all in and part of the best locker room in America the last two years. But their time has come to go somewhere else and get a different kind of opportunity. For whatever those reasons are, those are all individual. Um, so there's that. Um, I still think BYU had the best locker room in America the last two years in spite of these transfers and now four. Four is not abnormal. In fact, it's pretty normal. So mm. just yesterday I said, don't be surprised if there are more. And then not, not hinting that something would happen, just that was a rational, uh, logical line of thinking given just what happens every year. So there were two more last time. It was like, okay, Kobe Lee and Wyatt Lowell. I, to me, we've kind of reached the, if anyone else two answers, it'd be a surprise part. Like, uh, we've come up to that line, I think. Um, 12% of the points from last year are among those four. So not a huge hit. Uh, Connor Harding by himself was almost seven percent. Okay, but it, and and Colby Lee and Connor Harding were, were starters, but then weren't starters. So, yeah, they want to be starters somewhere. So that makes sense, right? The big hit is the fact that the three seniors, Alex Barcelo and Brandon Averett and Matt Harms, they were forty nine percent of the scoring, and they would be gone unless you can get one of them back. Barcelo was twenty one percent by himself. That's that would be the hit. Best of luck to these guys. Uh, You know, bummer they're leaving, but it's part of the deal. Like it's more of a business than you think. We we talk in terms of family, and it is, but some but sometimes there's divorce um, in the family. As a kid of divorce, I know that firsthand, and and that's okay. You you seek a better opportunity. Uh, One Mark Pope did it from Washington to Kentucky. One Chris Burgess did it from. Uh, not BYU, and Duke to Utah, right? So it happens. It's not always, uh, It doesn't always work out the first time. So now, and we'll get into this later in the next topic, the roster has the open spots for the transfers. Now, we, uh, if assuming BYU is going to do that. We don't know this, but there's probably a hard conversation that has to happen after every year where you go, hey, here's our vision for you in the future, <laughs> and it may be different than what you wanted. And or you're not on scholarship. Mm. I don't know that that happened with any of these guys, but it could have happened. It did happen with Jesse Wade after his first year at BYU. Last year, Jesse was a walk-on. He wanted to be here. He paid his own way. That was really on the DL all year. I'm telling you that that's what the situation was. Good on him. But he probably wants to be on Scully and get more playing time
1: somewhere else. Sure. He wants to have an impact his senior season somewhere, wherever that opportunity might present itself. I don't like to see four guys leaving at the same time because it kind of looks bad. But
2: The, the same time yeah. bothers you if they were sprinkled out like one a week or something? That's well, maybe maybe
1: two this year, two next year. But four leaving right now, that is a little bit concerning for me.
2: Not an uncommon number, though.
1: <sighs> yeah, and we it's live in a different like, age. It's we more
2: like li- this than... We,
1: we live in a different age now. Yeah,
2: it, it is what it is.
1: It just – it just it's becoming more and more the norm, right? You
2: can't appease, like, 15 dudes on a roster. Like, Cameron Pearson might be like, I'm just happy to be here on the team. That's different, right? Brandon Ward's like, I walked on on purpose. Like, those guys are probably comfortable in the, I want to see what can happen here, but at least I'm long for the right thing. But Connor Harding's like, no, I want to start somewhere.
1: Yeah, the – just the number, okay? So the, the number alone. I, I hope that nobody else leaves because I'm already feeling a little bit weird about BYU's guard situation. Now that Connor Harding and Jesse Wade are leaving, Brandon Everett is gone, and maybe Alex Barcelo. Who's going to play guard for BYU?
2: AB, to me, is gone until he's not. Exactly. Yeah. They have to recruit him back. back. It's yeah. the
1: same scenario with Yoli Childs. He's gone unless or until Mark Pope can work some type of miracle and bring him back. But it feels and like he he, he's gone, right? So I'm not going to put it past Mark Pope to convince Alex Barcelo to stay for another year, but not counting on A.B., who's going to play guard? I, I expected Connor Harding to be one of those regular rotation players next year, and he's not. And I thought, okay, well, maybe Jesse Wade's shot will come once Alex Barcelo and Brandon Averett leave, because BOA doesn't really have a true point guard after that. And now he's gone. Yeah. So what's happening? I'm sure that the coaching staff has a pretty good idea of who they're going to target in the transfer portal, but there are no guarantees. There are no guarantees on the guys that are still searching out there.
2: Yeah, and one conversation I had uh, with the BYU uh, coach was that, yeah, Connor needs a fresh start. And so I don't blame him. There are a thousand names in the transfer portal. A thousand. Like, it just is what it is. And every year you get the old curmudgeon that's like, back in the day we didn't transfer. Well, back in the day, you didn't have the internet either. There, like, was, you, no,
1: there was no transfer Back portal. in the
2: day, you lived your life a different and way. The, we know more. We learn. We're better ourselves. It's okay. Like in business, this is super common. Just go to LinkedIn, man. Everyone's vying for the next best thing. That's okay. It's not a calling, and you're not sealed to the school that you sign. Well,
1: and the there system. used to be a penalty, pretty significant one, attached yeah, to yeah. transferring where you have to sit a year. But now they have a one-time exception where you can go well, that, and play.
2: Has that been passed yet? I thought they were waiting on that to pass.
1: I think that's been passed.
2: Oh, did it? Oh, that's news to me. That's great. If that's the case, that's awesome. Outside of the grad transfer right, which still exists. So we'll we'll see what happens with what BYU gets. Now, can BYU replace twelve percent of the scoring? Yes. Like BOI needs to get guys that average double figures, like one or two of them. If A B is gone, this is a if A B is gone, this is this is a rebuild, not a reload. But last year felt like it was going to be a rebuild, not a reload. But it was a reload when you got Avery and Harms.
1: Because of the transfers. So we'll see who BYU gets.
2: We'll see who BYU gets. Okay, let's look at what the roster in Topic 2 looks like next. Yeah. As of right now. So let's walk through, again, 13 scholarships. If A.B. comes back, that adds to it. It'll be a 14.
1: Who's going to play point guard, Jerem?
2: So Trey Stewart is listed as a point guard coming off a mission. That's Ray Sun, uh, women's basketball assistant coach. Uh, you never want to just play a RM right away. Uh, Hunter Erickson, Trevin Nell, Spencer Johnson, Gideon George, Caleb Lohner, Nate Hanson back from mission, Gavin Baxter off injury, Richard Harward. Uh, a player to be named later, um, which, which BYU is going to sign next month. We can't mention his name quite yet. Fusene Traude from Wasatch. And those are your guys uh, on Scully. So that's, el- that's 11 uh, or 10. BYU has what? Three spots it looks like yeah Brandon War, Cameron Pearson a couple guys as walk on so if a B comes back that's a 14th scholar so Bu has three spots to find a point guard or two and to me I don't think BYU needs a big at all
1: no they me, have plenty of size
2: to me it's because yeah you you might need a backup maybe so so I'm uh like the primary three bigs you're gonna have loner Baxter Harwood, and this to be announced guy okay. who is going to be a freshman. You don't expect him to start per se. Again, we can't talk about him. But to me, it's, you need to get a guard, two yes, guards two. that are, are going to combine for like 20-ish.
1: And the chemistry, in, ugh, that's the thing about Alex Barcelo. He already is established with Mark Pope. He knows exactly what the system needs to do and how to execute it and how to be the alpha and to bring fold. everyone into the yeah, fold.
2: That, you don't need to convince anybody of that point. <sighs> We're all convinced.
1: Like, right. Alex Barcelo, I feel like he's worth two players. I feel like he's worth two because of his maturity and his experience and his scoring capability. You said that the two guards need to come in and average 20, right? Alex himself <laughs> averages 20.
2: Right. So, yes, your point is everyone understands. Yes. The, the other thing, though, here is I think Bioy needs a guard that averages double digits to come in. Unless unless is banking on some combination of Trevenet, like. Okay,
1: Nell, let, Johnson, Erickson?
2: Let's walk through who's going to average double figures next year. To me, it's Caleb Lohner okay. is one. Yep. To me, Trevin Nell's got to make the jump up to that. Mm. And then there's got to be somebody else. Gideon George? Maybe. Maybe. Gideon, Gideon's got some things to figure out in his game. He turns the ball over a lot, but when he gets in isolation within 10 feet, he's pretty good.
1: Sure. Tough to defend. He's
2: pretty good. This is assuming you don't have AB, right? If AB comes back, you just need two other dudes that are averaging double figures, probably. Because you look at this year, there were three guys in double figures. It was the three seniors, and Bury played tremendous defense. A lot of that had to do with seven foot three Matt Harms in the middle. So there are certainly some questions to be had. But rewind to last year, Bury's coming off one of the best the best season in a decade, and we were like, oh, dude, what are they going to do? What they did was found two really good recruits from. From Power 5 schools, either right away or
1: previously. They got two high-level transfers. They came in
2: and made BYU 6, which, by the way, UCLA in the Final Four. Unbelievable.
1: Unreal. I
2: can't BYU do this. I can't BYU have that run.
1: I don't know. I'm just glad UCLA actually can do something good <laughs> from basketball standpoint and not like football. Okay? Like they, they, they actually did something. They actually accomplished they something. They actually did something.
2: Yes. Eight-clap that.
1: <laughs> Eight-clap and 11-seed. <laughs>
2: don't don't dismiss the ability of BYU staff to go find players who can do it right away. Now that like there are guys and what's fun is there are old like Wasatch teammates of Caleb Lohner who are interested. They're out there out there, right? Who are talented and uh, perhaps interested. So they're, they're
1: out there. Well, and then that's a selling point for BYU and Mark Pope is hey, you come and play right now because we don't really have any other options. You need to play right now. Right. So right? that that is an enticement where you know guys are like hey I just want to go where I have an opportunity oh if you're a point guard or a shooting guard you'll have an opportunity in Provo right now to do something so there is that as well yeah. uh, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write off Alex Barcelo entirely because of Mark Pope if there were yeah, any I, other coach I'd yeah. be like he gone it's over I hope Done.
2: yeah I hope he comes back I mean BYU really needs him too.
1: I think BYU is a tournament team if Alex Barcelo comes back.
2: I need one, I need one more double-digit score there, transfer, for me to feel that coming. Man, oh man.
1: Yeah, it's just a, another gauge of just how critical he would be to helping this team not feel like a rebuild.
2: And I'm okay, I'm okay if there's a rebuild year. BYU just had two amazing seasons. Right, I don't expect right. this every year. There were five at-large bids to non-Power 6 teams. BYU got one of them. Like, it's hard.
1: Transformation. what can Mark Pope do? He's losing four, and now we want you to answer our question of the day. What is your reaction to BYU basketball having four players enter that transfer portal? Let's go to Voice of the Nation.
0: This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports
1: Nation. Ray Nielsen answers on Twitter, it's worrisome to me. I felt like all year Coach Pope left a lot of guys in limbo, not knowing where they fit and what their role was on the team. The portal is making college sports a semi-pro league, just not paid as much yet.
2: Uh, well, yeah, guys getting paid. It's just under the table, like at <laughs> some of the major schools. Let's, let's well, not be naive. Let's not be naive here. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's semi-pro minus Jackie Moon. Okay, coming up, Zach Wilson joins the program. What's his reaction to the reaction about his product?
1: And who's his toughest critic? What does he think about playing for the Jets and 49ers? We're going there with BYU star quarterback next on BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Winnie Bauer and 14th-ranked BYU
2: women's volleyball host Santa Clara today. 3 Eastern on the BYU TV app. If the Cougars win, they win the West Coast Conference regular season championship and get an auto bid to the NCAA tournament, which they're expected to be anyway. Yep. But they have a legit shot at being a top 16 seed and getting a buy out of the first round of the 48-team tournament, which is just... Stupid. I don't know why the women's volleyball tournament is not 64. They called their shot early, and they haven't corrected that.
1: Dave McCann put it in a blue-goggled perspective for me last night, Jerem. Just have BYU finish ranked higher than Utah.
2: Utah's (laughs) ranked higher than BYU in volleyball right
1: now. (laughs) They have a generational team, Danny Drew's talent, but if they lose and BYU wins tonight, then then order could be restored, according to Mr. McCann.
2: (laughs) It's going well with volleyball. There's no disorder there. All the top 15
1: team. <laughs> oh, we are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. If you've been following the show recently, you know that we have a weekly conversation with BYU quarterback, soon-to-be NFL maybe number two draft pick, Zach Wilson, each week on his path to the NFL draft. We discuss Pro Day a few days after, the ideas of playing for the Jets, 49ers, and who is this tough a critic after Pro Day? Here's Zach Wilson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Zach, first and foremost, congratulations on a very successful pro day. How would you explain the ambiance and the atmosphere to somebody that didn't get a chance to see you perform there with what was going on in the indoor practice facility?
3: It's exciting. You know, I just I just heard news about Micah Simon. You know, how awesome. You know, that's exactly what you need um, from these pro days. You know, it's so exciting. That's what we do it for. And um, you know, this whole thing's been crazy. If I was to describe it to someone, I would just say, uh, you know, BYU's probably got one of the best atmospheres as far as a pro day goes. You know, the setup is awesome. Uh, they definitely take care of us. And and then, you know, everybody performed super well. I thought I thought everyone tested well. Uh, you know, we saw some super athletic, you know, four threes. And, and Brady Christensen was, you know, crushing all of his stuff. And so it was just a good day overall.
2: Yeah, it was a great day. And, and I called it one of the biggest days in BYU football history because of the attention that the group got. Obviously, a lot of that, and the majority was on you, NFL Network is live for two hours, and and we were live for two hours. So leading up to Pro Day, Zach, how did you handle the pressure of that? Because obviously there's, like, millions of dollars at stake here, and you're going to be a top pick. But you wanted to have your best performance, and it felt like you had a great performance. Uh, But how did you handle that pressure going in?
3: Yeah, just understanding that most of the tough work has been done. You know, just understanding that I just got to go out there and show those guys what I I got. Um, You know, don't make it more than it is. You know, it's really – just solidifying what I've already showed. And uh, you know, really uh, it was just putting all the pieces together.
1: Zach, you said that you wanted to do some things better. What specifically are you remembering uh, of the things that you wanted to do better at pro day?
3: Yeah. You know, I missed some throws. I wish I could have hit some throws. Um, You know, I wanted to run. I wanted to do some of the testing stuff. Unfortunately, you know, wasn't filling up to it, but um, you know, I, I wish I would have made some of those easier throws. You know I was able to make some of the off-platform crazy throws, but you know just to um, you know, of course, I expect to be perfect out there, so you know, I wish I had some back.
2: The one throw, uh, I mean, and there were several like it, but the one throw that the NFL put out uh, as of yesterday had 3.6 million views, and Trevor Lawrence is saying Sheesh and Des Bryant and Johnny Menzel, and Albert, everyone's talking about it. What was it like to have that reaction to a single throw from you?
3: Well, it's cool, you know, it's cool that those guys notice, you know, obviously, but, uh, you know, it also doesn't mean much, right? I mean, you just kind of try to put on display, but, you know, you got to do that kind of stuff in the game. So we'll see once, uh, once game time comes.
2: Did you feel like you showed what you could do? Because obviously there were some, you know, sort of more regular-ish throws, but you wanted to, like you said, throw a platform, throw the arm, uh, different arm angles in there. Did you feel like you showed what you can do?
3: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the goal from day one was, you know, what is something I feel like I can do that, that other guys can't, or, you know, that isn't natural or, or comfortable for other guys. You know, that's comfortable for me, you know, to throw posts across my body and, and digs and uh, sidearms and stuff like that. So, you know, I was going to make sure I had a good amount of that in there to show coaches what makes me different. Uh, you know, what kind of makes me special in that way. And, um, you know, for me, you're just expected to make the hard, the easy, you know, drop back, clean pocket throws. You're just expected to make those. You know, I wanted just to show, you know, if things break down, you know, I can make something out of nothing.
1: Zach Wilson with us on BYU Sports Nation as part of his path to the NFL draft just a few weeks away. Zach, when you see your picture on the tabloids of New York City newspapers, what goes through your mind?
3: <laughs> it's crazy. You know, it's fans overreacting already. You know, I, already, <laughs> I already, I already know it's going to be crazy, you know, but, uh, it's exciting, and I'm, I'm super pumped for the draft. I'm excited for you know, whatever team has that interest in me.
1: Well, then there's the idea that San Francisco trades up from number 12 to number 3, so your face starts showing up on some West Coast papers and projections as well. How does that affect you as you approach the NFL draft mentally, knowing that is it going to be New York, is it going to be San Francisco, literally coast to coast, uh, is where it feels like you're going to end up?
3: Yeah, it's really just a dream, you know, it's what a great opportunity, um, you know, I'm so grateful to be in this position and, and really no matter which way it goes, you know, even, whether it's those two teams or any teams, you know, I, I'm, I'm super excited just to be here um, and I'm really going to give it everything I have, no matter who drafts me, um, you know, just to flip that team around and be able to make something special out of it.
2: So I assume this was the first time in person you've talked to some people you've talked to via Zoom, was that the case?
3: Yeah, for sure. You know, it was the first time I saw all those coaches. I talked to a good amount of them, um, you know, everywhere from, you know, the Jaguars, Jets and and Niners and and Broncos and Eagles. You know, I got to see all those guys face to face, which was cool, you know, to be able to get to know them. And and then even some I haven't talked to, you know, also have interest. I was able to, you know, say hello and and put a a name to a face. So it was great, great to be able to you know get that interaction uh, actually in person.
2: And I assume the Falcons were involved as well.
3: Yeah, Falcons were involved as well. I almost
2: almost felt bad for the Falcons, Zach, because the Niners slide into three, and and they were all there, which was really interesting. I want to ask you about Daryl Bevel, too, because he's a guy that's actually hung out in the offices at BYU. He's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He's been here. He knows some people. His daughter plays on the softball team. So had you already had interactions with Bevel, like, the last couple years before?
3: I haven't. No, not until, uh, I think... I think maybe my uncle might know him down the road a little bit, you know, BYU connections and stuff. But first time I talked to him was just my my interaction with him with the Jags Zoom meeting. And, um, you know, he's a great dude. I like him. He's a good good dude.
1: Zach, uh, with the celebrity and fame that has just been thrust upon you over the last few months comes the challenge issued from you yourself and your parents to try and remain in the moment and stay humble and grateful. How do you do that? when everybody around you is telling you you're so great.
3: Yeah. My dad does a good job of telling me I'm not so great. You know, he's, the one that, he's the one that pulls it back for sure. You know, he was the first one when I was like, Hey, what'd you think of the pro days? And it was all right. You know, it could have been better, <laughs> you know, and I, I need to hear that sometimes, you know, I need to be able to tell myself, you know, it could have been better. And I, I definitely agree. So uh, it's good to have someone that's real like that in my corner and someone that's always going to make me, you know, understand that I, that there's always improvement.
2: Was it uh like was it was it fun? Was it awkward cuz it's kind of quiet and everyone's watching and then some people start clapping sometimes? What what was that like when you were throwing? Or Were you in the zone like you were in a game?
3: Yeah, we were for sure in the zone, you know. It was it was a little tense at first, I'm not going to lie, you know, and it was dead silent in there. Um, you know, it was cool that guy started clapping cuz that definitely loosened everybody up a little bit <laughs> because you know, it was it was tense at first. You know, it was very quiet. We felt like we had to go super fast. We didn't want to be standing around and um, you know, but it was exciting overall.
2: What went into the script that you came up with with John Beck to be able to display what you can do?
3: Yeah, well, it really started off with the base routes. You know, it was just, you know, corner post, over overouts, digs, all that kind of stuff. But then it was like, okay, well, you know, let's say the tackle gets high pressure right here. I have to step up and throw this on the run to my right. Or, you know, I got I got to get out to my left. How can I make this throw, you know, still on time on target, but, you know, let's do it in this fashion. You know, because this is game-like. I wanted to make everything game-like. You know, I wanted to show, you know, sometimes in a game you're going to be in those awkward positions and you're going to have to try and make throws like that.
2: Did you add to that, and did any teams ask you to do more after?
3: No, they didn't ask us to do anything after. You know, I really think it was just because we had a little bit of everything in that entire script. We started with the short stuff, the timing routes, the under-center play actions, you know, the gun, RPOs. We had a little bit of everything I think in that script. So I think, I think guys were happy with what they saw as far as just, you know, what, what we threw at them.
1: BYU quarterback, Zach Wilson, preparing for the NFL draft on BYU sports nation. Zach, what do you anticipate will be the most difficult part about your transition into the pro game?
3: Yeah, I really think, you know, just getting used to, to the flow of the game. I mean, it's different, you know, it's hard to say right now. Um, Once I get to that position, you know, I'm definitely going to know what I got to work on. I think just adjusting to the offense, you know, where I'm living, um, you know, my teammates, my coaches. Being able to just be that young kid in there—that's you know—that's in there, you know, taking taking leadership roles and stuff. It's going to be awesome. You know, I look forward to it. So it's going to be exciting.
2: About six weeks or so ago, we talked with you about what the best fit might be in the early you know offerings of this process, and you mentioned the Niners. Niners fans got really excited. And then we kind of look at the Jets, um, you know, now at two and now the Niners at three. And Jets are Niners light because they have Robert Sala, the defense coordinator, Michael LaFleur is the offensive coordinator, who's the passing game coordinator. So when you said Jets uh, or uh, Niners, I guess that could fit Jets too, right, in terms of system. Uh, perhaps they run a similar system and both could be a good fit. What do you think?
3: Yeah, no doubt. You know, they're they're very similar systems, I think you know, as I started learning about different offenses, you, you start to realize every team kind of grabs for everybody. You know, there's a little bit of everything now in every team in the NFL. And fortunately for me, I feel like all the teams that are, our projections from, you know, pretty much the whole first round. I feel like all I can fit in every single system that there is. I feel like there's something for me in every single one, you know, so honestly, you know, my bias has, has swayed. And then really, you know, I'm really just looking at, you know, situation, you know, what's best for me. And I think that's, that's all going to work out by itself. You know, once, think God has a plan. So wherever I end up landing, it'll be great.
1: Zach, you were quick to bring up your former teammate, Micah Simon. We're certainly excited about his prospects with the Carolina Panthers. You talked about Brady Christensen's numbers. Oh, my gosh. He was incredible. Who else do you think surprised in a good way on pro day that you uh, expect to turn some heads in the NFL?
3: Yeah, I think Matt, Matt Bushman obviously did a great job. Um, you know, I honestly got to say all four receivers did an awesome job. I think Aleva just showed how smooth he is as a catcher and a route runner obviously dax did his thing is um, showing how quick he is off the line you know he ran a pretty good 40 time i thought as well you know for what he was he was hoping for uh, so i think all those guys are going to get you know some some great opportunities you know even look at you know vika or chris how fast those guys are vika is such a great athlete um, so i'm excited for all these guys in general i think every single one of them is going to get a shot
2: we've buried the lead here uh what were you listening to on your headphones <laughs>
3: Chris Brown, of course, and Justin Bieber's new album. So,
2: oh, very nice. Okay. And so that what what kind of uh, mood are you hoping to be in? Because some guys need a certain energy uh, that they want to go into a game with, right? So, what what are you hoping for? Like, how would you describe the energy you're you're trying to get from that music?
3: Yeah, just cool, calm, and collected. You know, something that just keeps your keeps your spirits up, keeps you happy, and then you know just keeps you nice and calm. I'm not a big you know hard metal rock fan or anything like that you know i'm gonna to listen to nice you know r&b something smooth that's just going to keep you you know in the flow kind of bobbing your head you know
2: was that the same kind of music you listened to pregame this season and same artist
3: yeah. same kind of thing you know i listened to that r&b you know mix of you know the chris browns and ushers and yes you know all that kind of thing <laughs> love it Did, yeah.
2: didn't you go to a concert before the pandemic or something was it was it chris brown
3: I went to a Chris Brown concert. Yep. Yeah, my girlfriend got me tickets to a Chris Brown concert. So it was nice. awesome.
1: <laughs> That's awesome, Zach. I knew I liked you, but not, man, uh, now I now I understand why there's a connection. I'm, <laughs> I'm a believer, and I'm I'm proud to rep, man. Let's let's go.
3: Yep. Hey, I gotta get I gotta get tickets to the new concert, Whenever I, that is. I don't know when it is, but I gotta get tickets. Zach,
1: I'm pretty yeah. sure you'll afford well, it. Yeah, you know i I'm I'm hoping that you have somebody <laughs> that can help you out with that. <laughs> I'll I'll step in and do what I can uh, if if you have trouble getting those tickets. That's that's like when we
2: talked to Troy Warner last year, Zach, we'd be like, does Fred pay for everything when you get together or do you ever split the bit? Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, Zach, I I just want to ask one question. It's a little bit off the radar, but it was something I was thinking about listening to you talk about, I wish I could go back and make these throws, do some things differently. If you could go back and replay one game in your BYU career, and it doesn't even have to be a loss, it could be a win. You just want to go back and experience it again because it was so much fun. Which game would you go back and replay, and why? Well,
3: that's tough. You know, I honestly like, you know, Coast of Carolina was obviously one we went back this past year, but then I really think back over my career, and I don't know if there was a more disappointing loss than the Utah loss of my freshman year, you know, in 2018. Being up at halftime, you know, the emotions of how close we were. And then just momentum completely flipping, and us losing that game. You know, I think that's definitely one I'd want to redo.
1: Yeah. How does that shape you? How did those disappointing experiences shape you?
3: You learn a lot of good, you know, moments, and you learn a lot of good things about those situations. You know, I threw some bad interceptions in those games. There was things I had to, you know, overcome and be able to keep, you know, fighting through. And, and so many things I learned, uh, you know, about pass pros and, and ball placement and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I would love to be able to go back and play that again.
2: Zach, how would twenty twenty at Utah have gone?
3: Mm. You know what? I would love to have my opinion, but you never know unless we play it. So we'll have to get a scrimmage or something sometime. (laughs) I know, maybe an alumni game down the road. We'll get both both sides back together.
1: Yeah, but there'll be
2: bad knees and shoulders, and it'll be flags, (laughs) and you know, it just won't be the same. But we can we can dream, right?
1: Yeah. Hey Zach, we can dream. Great to catch up with you, man. Uh, Again, I'll let you know about the Justin Bieber concert tickets later. Um, I'm in. Let's oh, go. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Jared, Jared wants. He's a, he's a concert guy too. So apparently, yeah. we're all going together. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's, I'm in. Like, Zach's like, get yeah. me off this phone call right Zach's now. Like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah. I, didn't know, I didn't promise anything. Uh, Zach, thanks again for the time, man. Congratulations on yeah. Pro Day.
3: Thank you. Appreciate you guys.
1: Zach Wilson on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how.
2: We're going to Biebs. Sounds like
1: Bieber. I'll say this much. Now or never, right? If I had the opportunity to go see Justin Bieber in concert, I would do it. 100%. No
2: question. I absolutely
1: would do it. He's an incredible performer. No
2: question. Highly entertaining. Absolutely. Very talented. I'm rocking a Jimmy World shirt today, but different genre. We have gone
1: to that concert. Yes, we have. (laughs) Yes, we have. Now we need need to add Justin Bieber to the list.
2: (laughs) Yes. The last concert you and I went to was... Uh, 21 Pilots.
1: 21 Pilots. Yeah, that was a great That was was awesome, man. Yes.
2: Remember when concerts used to happen? (laughs) Yo. Not virtually. Mm. Coming
1: up, the Zags are in the Final Four. Do we care? Plus, did Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields and his pro day performance put Zach Wilson to the New York Jets at number two in doubt? This is BYU Sports Nation. Oh,
0: my goodness. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management.
2: Will Stanley and the number 2-ranked BYU men's volleyball team look to win a 10th match in a row with USC in town Thursday, 9 Eastern on BYU TV in the app. Cougars will honor all the seniors, the ones that came back and the ones who are this year. And uh, decisions to be made for one Gabby Garcia-Fernandez and others.
1: He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. We're making some decisions on BOA Sports Nation like this one. Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip-Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problem.
2: The Justin Fields Fowdy Anthros making a competition for the number two spot in the draft.
1: Maybe, but I just think that because of the 49ers' connections with uh, Robert Sala going to New York, that they still prefer Zach Wilson. But I think this gives them certainly pause and, and they got to do their due diligence, so it's, it's becoming more and more interesting.
2: Justin Fields is an amazing quarterback. You can't go wrong. If he win it, too, I wouldn't be shocked. Would anybody fact, think, oh, was a
1: terrible pick?
2: In, in no. fact, I would like it for Zach. I would hate Zach on the Niners because Seahawks. But listen, Zach's going to be, if he's with the Niners, they're in business. Oh, man.
1: All right. On to this, my friend. Uh, John Beck. Tweeted out a video of him at the swamp in Gainesville, Florida, Jerem. He's apparently making his way across the country between Ohio State's Pro Day, BYU's Pro Day, and now he's working with Kyle Trask at the University of Florida. They
2: were with Zach in Southern California. Watch this. All right, I usually don't post anything on social
3: media, but I thought this was really cool. At the University of Florida, they open up the stadium to let anybody that wants to in the general public come in and run stadium stairs. So when I found that out this morning, I had to come in and uh, get a few stairs in the stadium.
0: Pretty cool that they let the public do this.
1: Now,
2: how many stairs did he run?
1: Yeah, (laughs) how long did he run? How many (laughs) stairs? Jeremy, if BYU opened up Lavelle Edwards Stadium to the public to run stairs, would you be there?
2: No. (laughs) <laughs> uh, no. Uh, one time, Jay Keeps, as a freshman, went in there kind of after hours and was just kind of taking it in. But And they, like, tripped some security something. And the police showed up. And he's like, I promise I'm a quarterback. I'm coming to BYU. It's like, if you hadn't heard of Jay Keeps, come on, man. But it, pretty
1: funny. They care about the turf at Lavella Bird Stadium. The grass. Yes, the grass is very, very, very meticulously cared for. Yeah. I'd probably go once or twice if it were open up to the public just to kind of soak it in. I'm not saying I'd run stairs. What is, yeah, what does go mean? I'd, I'd, I'd go, like, you know, do a few laps maybe, running around the middle of the concourse. A few concourse. laps? You know, instead, you, of, instead you of running. Can, you, yeah. Instead of, well, you can now because they have the connectors, well, right?
2: Well, yes, but yeah, on the lower level, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, very exciting content. Coming up, remembering Colby Lee.
1: Plus, Abby bowden Staten of 12th-ranked BYU Gymnastics joins us live to preview NCAA Regionals. What type of score do the Cougars need to post to take that next step in the bracket? This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Taylor Williams and BYU softball
2: host 25th-ranked Baylor. They climbed into the polls this week in a Friday doubleheader starting at 3 Eastern on the BYU TV
1: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from the studio Bizzle. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline as she and her team prepare for NCAA regionals. Of the 12th-ranked BYU gymnastics team is the star, Abby Bowden-Stayton. Abby, great to have you on BYU Sports Nation. How are you doing?
4: Great. Thanks for having me.
2: Where are you right now?
4: I'm in the field house. I in? Practice in 15 minutes. So oh, okay.
2: <laughs> okay. Last practice before you uh, head out. So, wow. are, are you in like a hallway right now? Yeah. Okay. The I'm next, the hallway of the the next person that comes by, if we're in the middle of talking or whatever, will you say, hey, I'm doing an interview on TV? Will you just say that to them, even if you don't know them? <laughs> No way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Shut them down. They, they're like, they, they think you're on a Zoom, just a Zoom call for a class or <laughs> something. No, you're on TV and radio right now. Okay, fine.
1: Okay, Abby, I've always wanted to ask you this question, and all of the Abbeys on BYU's gymnastics teams, for that matter. Is your spelling of Abby the proper spelling of Abby?
4: I think it should win because me and Beast, she's the other Abby. We Mm -hmm. both spell it with just a Y, so there's two against one. Abby Minor, she hasn't.
1: Don't you feel like the the Y ties in nicely to BYU, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, no extra (laughs) E's.
1: Okay, so
2: this team's been awesome, and you guys have taken a jump up certainly this year, and and you really have a shot at the NCAA championship. So, what's the narrative like as you guys try and punctuate which? What has already been an awesome season, Abby. But if you guys can go to the NCAA championships, you're going to be one of the all-time teams in BYU history.
4: Yeah, um, I think we're just trying to keep the same mindset. Like, obviously, it's like exciting, and this is probably the best year we've ever had to qualify to the national championship. So we're just trying to keep the same mindset. Like, we don't need to do anything special because what we're already doing is great. And so, if we can just keep doing what we've done consistently throughout the year, we'll be in good shape.
1: Abby Stanton of 12th Ring BYU Gymnastics with us on BYU Sports Nation. You are most definitely a significant part of this senior class, seven outstanding seniors. What are your emotions like in your final season with BYU now heading to NCAA Regionals?
4: It's definitely bittersweet. I'm super excited that we've had such a great year. It's a great high note to end on, but I'm definitely enjoying the little things and noting all the small things that I'll miss when I'm done, just team jokes, all the traveling, the feeling after a meet when you've just done great. It's definitely bittersweet.
2: What's been the key to this group and that chemistry that you just addressed performing even better than you had been the last couple of years? Because last year was fantastic. You guys have been on this steady climb up.
4: Um, I don't know. I think a lot of it is the coaches. They started a few years before our senior, I think just two years before our senior class. So they kind of got it rolling and then we do have a large group of seniors, so I feel like that helps because we've kind of been able to grow with the coaches and then all the new freshmen that come in, they just, you know, get with it. They get the ball rolling, and then that just creates a great atmosphere for our team.
2: Um, Robbie Bosco's from Roseville, if I'm not mistaken. So are you the top two yeah. athletes in BYU history from Roseville, California? <laughs>
4: Probably. <laughs> Not many a, other people from Roseville. Yeah. I,
2: I had a I had a friend who lived in Roseville. I hung out in Roseville one time. Lo-
1: lovely city.
2: What, outside of Sacramento, right?
4: Yeah.
2: yeah, It's a good spot, right?
1: It's a great spot. I love it. There you go. The pride of Roseville, California. Yeah. Abby Bowden State. Robbie Bosco.
2: That was in the 80s, you know? It's all Abby now. Let's go.
1: Yeah, let's just put it out there. Let's <laughs> declare it. And we have. Abby, what do you feel like your past experiences in high-level, high-pressure meets have done to prepare you better for this go-around?
4: Um, I don't know. You just kind of can't treat it like a special meet. I feel like that's the thing I've learned the most is every meet is just... It's not extra pressure or extra special because we could qualify or it could be our last one. We just have to treat it like it's a practice and just do what we do every day.
2: Yeah, it's not special. It doesn't matter. Um, so just, just it's gonna be all right yeah that it's hard to do that right because that's the right thing to feel and say because if you hype yourself up too much um and say oh my gosh this is the biggest meeting of my entire life this could be in my life then you then you might get nervous and so how do you stay in that mental space
4: i don't know that's been really hard for me this year because i feel like we're so good so i'm like yeah let's go to the nationals <laughs> so i have to like calm myself down <laughs> especially because i'm you know, as a senior, I'm supposed to be a leader or something like that. So <laughs> <laughs> I got to like, okay, whew, calm down.
2: <laughs> that's hilarious. Has anyone walked by you?
4: Um, there's been a few people. <laughs> man.
2: man. I see, now this tells me you're going to stay in the zone, right? Because I sort of gave this idea, but you've completely ignored it, right? And so that, that's pretty good. Tell me, so are you, are you a double major or, or are these connected? Nursing and international development?
4: Yeah, so nursing is my major, and then I added a minor in international development.
2: What is the international development part?
4: Um, it's a lot of classes on how to do foreign humanitarian aid. I'd love to do hmm. some type of like nursing, like Doctors Without Borders. So I yeah. thought it would be good to learn a b- little bit extra about that stuff.
1: With all of your free time, right? Yeah, because you, you have all this yep. free time. <laughs> Which is why you're doing an interview literally minutes before practice. What side of the small field what, house. what would happen
2: if you were late because of us?
4: Oh, today today's just an optional day, so I'm not worried about it.
2: Oh, okay. But what if it wasn't <laughs> yeah. optional? Like what would Guard Young do?
4: Um I would bring my Zoom call into the gym or else.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. He'd be alright. I saw him, him in the parking lot. We're on good terms
1: the other day. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Abby, what's your favorite event to compete in as a gymnast at BYU?
4: Oh, that's a tough one. Probably floor, just because it's so fun. You just get to dance and smile, and you don't—it <laughs> doesn't take the same focus that like beam or bars would take. And it helps that Still your
1: focused. teammates are all doing the entire routine with you. Move by move, right?
4: Yeah, that makes it so much fun. It's <laughs> a <to> party. <laughs>
1: All right, Abby, Friday, number five, Cal, number 27, Ohio State, number 28, Towson. And then, uh, as you said, hopefully, advancement to Saturday and beyond. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for your trip out to Morgantown. Make sure you add John Denver, singing about West Virginia, to your playlist as you head out there. That's, that's mandatory, okay?
4: All righty. Thank you so
1: much. <laughs> you got it. Abby Bowden, Stating on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Desert First, you know why we show how.
2: Listen, Abby's in the zone. She's focused. She's a leader, you know, or something, as she said, which is hilarious. Just like, oh, I gotta be a leader
1: here. Hey, if somebody walks by, will you say? Will you tell them your dinner? Room? No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: well, I can I can not. appreciate that. Listen, you know, you can't make every shot. So Abby <laughs> knows what she wants. She's a way better athlete than I am, broadcast. So there you go. Okay, coming up today's rising shout.
1: Plus, a look back at the career of BYU basketball forward Colby Lee. The Colby Leavers need to gather around for this. On BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shout is presented by Mountain America Credit
1: Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps.
2: And you can download the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review it.
1: Colby Lee of BYU men's basketball announces he is entering the transfer portal. So in light of that news, we take an opportunity to look back. At the best and brightest moments of Colby Lee's career at BYU. Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Well,
2: now I'm just sad.
1: Let's go, Colby. It had it had to finish with that highlight of him stepping back and knocking down a three against over Philip Petrushev. Yes. Yeah.
2: Well, now I'm bummed, man. Jeez, I was bummed before, but uh, yeah. And and we love Colby. He had a kind of a cult following, you know. Um, the Colby unfit. Leavers. The Colby Leavers, man. Uh, yeah. So four four in the transfer portal. We talked about it, which is our uh, question of the day. What's your reaction to BYU hoops having four players enter the transfer portal? Mm. Yeah, some concern, but not crazy concern, like oh there's an issue. You know what this isn't? It isn't the University of Utah. So
1: this this is very true. Yeah. It's very true. Um I I had someone point out on Twitter last night to me, Jerem, uh something that was I thought was a fantastic point. Colby Lee and that it wasn't from Cougar Board. (laughs) It was on the Twitter machine. Oh. Colby Lee and that BYU basketball team last year beat UCLA head-to-head, mm-hmm. beat Houston head-to-head, yeah. and beat Gonzaga head-to-head. Jake three of the final four teams this year.
2: Jake Toulson also tweeted this.
1: Yeah. Oh, he did? Uh-huh. Oh, He's nice.
2: like, we beat those three.
1: Well, that's, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That was a great year. Yeah. It
2: was a great year.
1: <laughs> great, great year. Indeed. Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain <laughs> Resort from At Boar's Tire, says... Utah Valley is about to beat the second best team in the state. If they had Connor and Jesse, Colby.
2: I mean, we'll see. It's gonna be Utah. Oh man. It's Craig Smith.
1: He's too good. Yeah. He's too good. Yes. He can recruit. Yeah. He's energetic. That's a home run hire for the Alfonso Plummer, by the way,
2: went into the transfer portal. With the coaching.
1: Hey, thing. Alfonso, it just so happens you could come like uh, 40 miles down the road and be an immediate impact player for Mark Pope and BYU basketball.
2: I'm not sure we can say that. <laughs> <laughs> Today's rising and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Waiting for that email. <laughs> The Utah Jazz charter pilot, they hit a bunch of birds and that was, had to that was scary. emergency land. That was scary. The um, engine
1: was destroyed.
2: It looked bad, man. And then the uh, women's volleyball, not senior day, uh, the two seniors are coming back. Uh, tune in to tomorrow night's men's volleyball match for the, the uh, decision regarding a couple of those guys, including Gabby Garcia-Fernandez. Is he coming back or not? Oh, man. Do I know the answer already? Do you? Yes. Ow! I'm not going to say, though, until tomorrow. Great tease.
1: That's a great tease, Darren. That's excellent broadcasting on your part. Our thanks to today's guests, Zach Wilson and Abby Stanton. My apologies to BYU Compliance.
2: (laughs) Sorry to not this better. We ran out of time. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUS.
1: For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout out to Jeff Campbell. We'll see you at 3 p.m. Jeff Eastern. Jeff Campbell. For number 14 BYU women's volleyball as they try and lock up another WCC title. Go Cougs.
2: Jeff Campbell's my homeboy.